Welcome into this week's edition of On the Spot. I'm Tony Mulvey, joined by Thomas Lawson. Thomas had retail sales numbers come out this morning better than expectations. I'm telling Bank of America's credit card spending data relatively held up strong. And I wanted to look at, I pulled a, a chart from the report. I used it in this morning's Daily Watch, but it's an interesting one. It's the share of discretionary spending versus total income or total spending per household. So you've got those percentages on the left-hand side over there are the share of discretionary spending versus of overall spending. So when you see 70%, 70% of total spending is discretionary spending. And you have it across various incomes here. And I looked at this and you see the growth in discretionary spending as a percentage of total spending in every income since before the pandemic. And to me, that is an indicator of we've seen demand grow over time since 2019, right? The, the blue, the dark blue there is 2019. And the share of income, we're still spending more dis- on discretionary items than as a percentage of your total spending than what we were in 2019. I think that's important for freight demand. I mean, what are your thoughts when you think or see this overall? I think it's really fascinating because under $50,000, these lower quartiles, the the jump in the the fact that you would expect more of a drop off with inflationary pressures and other things. One thing I think is also being slept on, we have the the, uh, numbers and the employment data, in spite of the fact that people were saying it may have been a little soft, labor force participation rate. Uh, you know, I do wonder if some of this resiliency in spending is the fact that uh, we got rid of stimulus, but consumers are like, well, uh, you know, need to make sure everyone's firing on full cylinders. Uh, some of those folks who stepped out of the job market, maybe we're seeing more entrances now because they want to continue that level. You get in a habit. Yeah, you're also seeing people take on second jobs, right? I think that's something that gets, I don't want to say forgotten, but there's been this increase in people taking on second jobs. And so the way Bank of America measures discretionary spending, it's spending excluding gas, groceries, and utilities. And, and so, because they don't measure necessarily like rent payments or mortgage payments in this. But overall, I mean, I think that's what's interesting is you've seen just this resilience from the consumer, at least on a, hey, we're going to continue to spend. Now, what their actual like baseline spending levels are is going to fluctuate, right? Like for somebody that's spending 50,000 or makes $50,000 a year, say they were spending $1,000 a month. I'm just hypothetical. And now they're spending 700, that's discretionary, 300 being that. But maybe that was before the pandemic, they were spending 650 on discretionary items. And now their income, monthly income is still sub 50 or spending habits have changed, right? Now they're spending $1,200 dollars a month discretionary income is or spending has grown as a percentage and it's also grown in aggregate so i think that's one of the interesting things to look at and we want to compare it i've got the outbound tender volume index and i think this is where i was going with that was you've seen that as a share grow discretionary spending you've also seen growth in outbound volumes right we looked we talked about the comparisons with 2019 earlier in the year and really all the way up through the middle of the year, and then we kind of broke away. This, it, to me, seeing that growth as a percentage of total spending is helping drive demand 
The issue in the freight market, again, is, is too much capacity. And you had a great keynote yesterday with uh, Chief Strategy Officer at over at RxO seeing too much truckload capacity in the market for 2024. It just kind of shows it's not a demand problem that we're facing. It's a capacity problem. Yeah, continuous. Because look at this. This is contracted freight, outbound tender volumes. This is the big portion of the market. One thing that I'm impressed about is we are almost bucking the trend, seeing this highlighted in white. Look at the far side. We typically will see a cliff moving into the end of the year. Mm -hmm. One thing that has surprised me so far is how resilient that is. And also look at this kind of sub-seasonal, this jump. So I do think that looking at that Bank of America data as well kind of gives us this glimpse. And when we're looking at final things, you know, talking about mortgage rates, oh, well, prices, including the fuel and rent are up. Only a fraction of people had decided to jump in on those high. There's a lot of people who are bag holding and you still have that income because the typical narrative is, well, everyone bought a new house. Everyone's paying a higher mortgage when a large amount of consumers were before mortgage rates increased. Correct. And I, yes, you're, you're spot on. It's and I think it's, it's one of those, it's the other big impact in, in the report was talking about student loan payment yep. and, and the impacts of that and the changes in spending from month to month and of those that those lower income earners faced a larger impact with their student loan payments that those that started payments in November, which makes sense, right? October, they had felt the pain or not the pain, but the impacts, then they have to make that. So they're spending slow down in November, but then you have the holiday, right? Like what is that going to spur into my question on the student loan impacts are going to be what happens in January, February, March, like first quarter spending, because right now you can maybe hide it because people are going to spend right now for the holiday. You, there's no hiding the impacts in the first quarter or there's less impacts. I think the flips, well, I don't want to say the flip side, but it kind of continues on this trend is our discretionary spending, a lot of it comes on goods from China. So what are volumes doing from China to the US? I mean, really holding up relatively strong, or they were in the early parts have come down a little here in early December. But I mean, in comparison to where we were in 2018, again, not a surprise to see growth in discretionary spending overall from especially that lower income sector. Yeah. And I think even with student loans, lower income sector has lower payments as a percentage. Lower incomes also qualify for more federal student loan programs that allow you to push it out. Yeah. If you're a higher income earner, you know, I would watch the luxury goods segment and things the higher incomes typically look at because I'm, I'm fairly confident my theory is that the lower incomes may be only paying 50 to 100 bucks a month because of the subsidies, but somebody like Thomas who has to pay $750 a month, I don't really get that kind of subsidies unless I want to kick it out more than 10 years and double my thing. So watch the income earners and watch how that interplay because I do wonder if that's going to have an impact on some of the higher tier goods and some of the things like appliances and TVs that we may not be seeing that may move into q Awesome stuff. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for joining me on this week's On The Spot. Right now, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more Freight Waves now. 